Hey everyone, this is Gabby and Karim, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Tune in each week to hear us talk about the journey of getting into med school. From GAMSAT to medical interviews, get the insider scoop from med students who have done it all before. So So stay stay tuned tuned and and get get ready ready to get get med ready. everyone and welcome back to the podcast and more importantly welcome back to our mock MMI mini series. I hope you're enjoying this mini series and you're finding it useful in your preparation for your medicine interviews. Before we get into it I will just do an acknowledgement of country. So I would like to acknowledge the traditional and rightful owners of the land in which everyone is on today. I myself am recording on Rajri lands of the Kulin Nations. I'd like to pay my respect to the elders past, present and emerging, as well as pay my respect to any First Nations people who are listening to the podcast today. So station two today is a public health station. It's a little bit different to other stations that we have recorded and practiced in the past in the sense that there is no scenario that would be presented on the door. It is just one initial question that you get one minute reading time and two follow up questions within the station. It is a five minute timer, so quite quite quick one, but a pretty standard time for MMIs. So the student today is Emma and I, Gabby, am the examiner. Let's get into it. Question one, what do you know about Aboriginal culture? So my experience with Aboriginal culture has really been um, as someone living in Australia as an immigrant, and someone living on Indigenous lands. And so I've learnt about Aboriginal culture through school and through work and through um, knowledge gained through reading and on um, the internet. And for me, Aboriginal culture, how I understand it, is an ancient culture that has um, been residing in Australia 40,000 years and is very much a culture that is strongly um, based around connection to land and connection to kinship. And um, from what I know, very different to how I grew up in the culture that I experience. Um, when sort of thinking about Aboriginal culture, the first thing I also go to is the history. So although Aboriginal culture has been around for so many years, 40,000 years, um, the recent history, the last few hundred years, have had a significant impact. And that's um, probably a lot of the concentration of my learning around Aboriginal culture has been um, around the colonisation of Australia and the impact that's had. Um, So I've never experienced it personally, but I've witnessed and learnt from some peers as well as um, through workplace and through school, some of the experiences that Indigenous people in Australia have um, and how colonisation has affected their culture and um, how differently they live now compared to how they used to live. And what are some barriers for healthcare for First Nations people in Australia? Some significant barriers, I think, is, you know, it fall probably in different realms. So geographical barriers, depending on where um, an Indigenous person would live. But then really significantly would be how the healthcare system is, is shaped or how it's been developed. So it's been developed um, from, I guess, a colonial lens and from sort of a European model. 
And so it might support some people, but it may not be culturally appropriate for all people, including Indigenous um, people. And so some significant barriers, um, for example, let's say a person living here in Brisbane in the city may be access to appropriate services. You know, it could be access to appropriately, culturally appropriate services, so services that consider um, that person's definition of health. So indigenous the Indigenous definition of health, rather, is quite different to um, the general population's idea around health. And so it, it looks more the communal aspect of it around kinship. It looks more um, on the uh, socio... Uh, um, the socio, sorry, I've just lost my words. Um, it looks more uh, on the holistic um, approach to health. And so if an Indigenous person tries to seek medical care, they might see barriers such as um, culturally inappropriate health care and health care that has a different definition of health to themselves. And the final question is, how can issues of systemic racism be managed in healthcare? That's a very big question. And I think um, the first thing that comes to mind for me would be, um, sorry, I do apologise, that's my uncle. Um, the first thing that comes to mind for me would be uh, from a grassroots level. So systemic racism in healthcare one way could be to address it through the way uh, the medical school curriculum is created. And so considering that a person like myself is applying for medical school, if I then um, have a uh, medical education that considers systemic racism and that addresses directly some of the issues, I can carry that through my um, career and I can then be that power for change with all my colleagues that I would graduate with. So that would be sort of like a long haul. And I think um, more, more um, short term, I think really highlighting it and um, not letting it forgotten is probably very important to address systemic racism in healthcare. Great, we have 10 seconds left. If there's anything else you'd like to say? No, thank you. All good. Okay, so first of all, how do you think you went? Uh, I think some of the themes were okay. It was probably just getting a scaffold um, of ideas together so it flows a bit better. Mm -hmm. um, I felt, I know I didn't go as well as I would have liked because I felt um, nervous and usually when I have a bit of control about it, around a situation or answering a question, I'm not, don't feel that sort of shakiness as much. So mm -hmm. that would sort of be, so that sort of signals to me that aside from, you know, some of the practical aspects that I don't feel I went as well as I could have. Mm, mm. I think that's pretty fair enough. Um, this this environment is a little bit nerve wracking on Zoom um, and, you know, being recorded as well. It's all, it's a bit of pressure, but I think, you didn't come across nervous at all. I actually have written down as um, examiner comments, confidence was good. You seemed cool, calm and collected. So good job at hiding that. Make it, make it. <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. And you, you're going to be nervous on the day and it's just about hiding it. And if you can hide it here, I have no doubt that you can hide it well on the day 
as well. So good job with that. You also came across really friendly and personable, which I think is really important, as well as sort of well-educated and aware. Um, again, really, really important things that I don't think you can fake. So that that is great. Um, but I agree with you in terms of structure and flow of your response. I think your content, the ideas that you had, the opinions that you had were really great, really valid um, and were on topic. Um, but you just needed to structure them a little bit more so that it, it came across a little bit more polished and succinct. Um, so these sort of stations are hard because there's no ethics sort of scenario to guide your response. It's all about your knowledge and you can take it anywhere. Um, yeah. And especially the first question, it was really broad. Um, and yeah, you could have said anything really. So it's really hard to structure. So my advice is to have a game plan for every type of question that you can get in interviews. Mm -hmm. But it's really important with questions like this, open-ended public health style questions um, mm -hmm. or sort of social health questions as well. Having some sort of structure that you can follow. Um, on the uh, personal stations episode that we have, and there's a couple of different ways to structure personal questions. And I think using those same sort of structures can help with this as well. So okay. the who, what, when, where, how, and why yeah. sort of structure, I think that might help. You might not have to tick sort of every box, but sort of like, who does it involve? What do I know or what is most important? Why is it important? Um, and how can we move on from here or what are the next steps? That type of thing as well could help structure that. So coming up with a sort of game plan to sort of insert all of your great knowledge and great opinions into before you start answering, I think will really help take your answer to the next level. So the personal station is also great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to have, because often in personal stations, you're sort of, reflecting on experiences in your life and it's really hard to do that in a way that's succinct and effective so you need to have some sort of structure to explain experiences and um uh, and whatnot so having the same sort of um structure or template that you can work through in your mind when getting really open broad questions about social issues um or social health or public health i think um would be great because yeah all of your opinions, saying things like healthcare has been developed from a colonial lens. I love that line, you know, that having culturally appropriate care um, and different individuals have different definitions of health. All of those things are perfect and they're spot on. And they're just what you'd want to be sort of want students to say in this sort of station. It's mm -hmm. just about really refining your response um, and making the structure um, perfect so that then mm -hmm. your opinions and, and your ideas can sort of speak for themselves. So it's pressing the structure so that no matter what question comes, the structure's there. So you sort of just slow in and you can get your ideas out mm. and at least close. Yeah. Mm, exactly. And I think it helps with nerves as well, because if you sort of go in being like, right, I have a game plan for ethics stations. I have a game plan for personal stations. I have a game plan for public health stations. Then yeah, like it's sort of all sorted for you. You just have to read the station and work from there. Um, yeah. I swore by that method. Um, and I, th I think it's really good to sort of when you're doing your practice, practice different structure styles as well. Lots of people, you know, love the star structure. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, yeah, it's a good one to start with. And then, you know, you might be able to edit it a little bit and find a specific structure that works even better for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apart from that, that was really my only area of improvement. You answered the questions well. Lots of um, people who get these questions tend to not really answer the questions. They sort of like move around the topic a little bit because it's hard, you know, systemic barriers and how to overcome systemic racism. That's really hard, especially in such a small amount of time to answer. Um, but, you know, you attacked the questions right on, uh, head on, and you sort of mentioned as well, this is a big issue. So I liked how you prefaced that as well. You know, you said, it's a big issue, um, but here's still my opinions on it. You didn't just sort of say it's a big issue, so it's too hard for me to talk about. Um, you still gave it an attempt. Um, as well as the first question, you know, what do you know about Aboriginal culture? Often people um, uh, get nervous by this if they don't know enough about the culture or if they only know sort of health statistics around um, First Nations people rather than culture in general. But you came across really confident and you um, you mentioned your experience and why you have those experiences as well. You sort of painted the picture. You know, I got it from school and living in Australia and I thought that was great um, that you, yeah, that you told us why you know the things that you know. So that was good. Content <laughs> overall, pretty great. Um, just structure to refine your response that little bit more. There we have it. That station was done by Emma and she did a really good job for quite a difficult station, I would say. Um, hopefully you learned a little bit about her response as well as learning a little bit from the feedback that I gave her. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to email us um, and let us know. But keep an eye out on our website for our mock MMI rounds as we only have limited spots. So you need to get in quick to ensure that you can practice with our examiners who know what they're talking about because they've done it all before. Hope you enjoyed the episode. See you next time, guys. Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halad to Health. Please like, share and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.